Hey everybody, this is Ivan, I'm your host, and you are listening to Ivan Cast Podcast. This is a podcast about music. I am in my house right now, here in the middle of the jungle, in the Amazon rainforest. Yeah, this is the place where I live, this is the place where I produce my podcast. I'm surrounded by nature, lots of trees, animals insects i haven't seen a snake yet but i promise i'll post a video on my instagram whenever that happens i am uh, very happy to introduce you to my guest this week one of my favorite bands from california foxtails brigade thank you for listening Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you can listen to podcasts. Thank you for doing this. This is so amazing. You're welcome. Thanks for inviting us. Uh, uh, you you yeah. know how you convinced me is uh, just by saying that you're in the Amazon. I just think that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm here. <laughs> I live in the, in the Amazon rainforest. I am in in ecuador mm-hmm. and this is just uh, this is just unbelievable you know the way we can connect these days right uh and i i love your sound i'm a big fan of your music i mean it doesn't sound like anything else Thank out there you. and it it's you know it's like an adventure listening to your music you know i'm i'm living in a very special place the amazon rainforest so going out for a walk in the nature and then listening to your music, it's really inspiring, you know. It takes me some really wow, nice places. Wow, thank you so much. That's really cool. Yeah, I love the idea is. of somebody doing that. Well, I love the idea that you're in the Amazon, which is yeah. an adventure in and of itself. And then you're like, and your music takes me on an adventure. It's, <laughs> it's a like, double adventure. <laughs> you're already on an adventure. Yeah. I'm actually curious. Are you in, you're, so you're just deep in the jungle or what? Well, or is it? Not really. I mean, it's a small town here. Okay. But I live pretty much in the countryside, you know, and and my house is like in a, like in a very special place, like a, you know, like a oasis. I'm surrounded mm-hmm. by nature, you know, mm-hmm. fairy tale kind of house, you know, trees, animals, lots of animals, uh, bird watching. You can do bird watching here every you, what day. What are the like? What are some of the kind of animals that surround where you live, like oh. in, near your house? Yeah, so so you you can find you know birds, ants, centipedes, mm-hmm. frogs. Um, I haven't seen a snake yet. So <laughs> I was gonna ask because right before we went on, I thought, isn't it crazy we're gonna be talking to this guy <laughs> who like lives in the Amazon? Yeah. I mean, there might be a snake around the corner from his house. No, no, I haven't seen one yet. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's interesting. You know, tarantulas, mm-hmm. uh, frogs, lots of insects. You know, ants. Um, yeah, it's 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 beautiful. You know, but if you go deep into the jungle, you can mm-hmm. you can see monkeys and stuff. You know. But you haven't seen any monkeys like near your house or anything. No, 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 no. Uh huh. They don't uh-huh. live here. <laughs> so you live kind of near a city. Exactly, I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. 10 minutes from from, wow. from the city You're center in the middle of a lot of green cool. yeah <laughs> i am it's very green here uh and if you if you check my instagram i you know i bought a uh, i bought a drone 
some some making mm-hmm. some cool drone shots and uh so if you watch my video that I uploaded a couple of weeks ago oh, you wow. can you can have an idea of where I live. And I also read that you grew up in in in, in a house full of eccentricity. Can can you tell me a little bit about uh how did you spend your your time wh- when you so were a me, child? This is Laura. Um I grew up in the Hollywood Hills. Uh Los Angeles. And um, my dad is a writer and a a director and producer of like cult kind of cult horror movies or sort of cult movies Mm -hmm. from the 70s. So he was doing that. And then uh, my brother Brent is a comedian, stand up comedian. Um, Mm -hmm. He does kind of weird offbeat comedy. What? Robert Weinbeck? Is he your dad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did my homework. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And a stand-up comedian. So my fun. older brother's stand-up comedian. I have two cool. younger brothers who are both musicians and they also do comedy. And my mom, uh, she played piano while I was growing up. And um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, my family sort of embraced the arts. And I grew nice. up next door who my next door neighbors were a big part of my life and they were like mm-hmm. kind of crazy uh actor well what, the dad was a stunt man and his two daughters mm-hmm. tell me a little what? bit about, tell me a little bit more about your about your neighbors um well they're not fam- i mean i wouldn't describe them as like famous people but they were also very eccentric like mm-hmm. my, the dad of the so the two girls that live next door to me who i was really close with um their dad is a stunt man and the two daughters, one of them is a contortionist. She's sort of like the go-to wow. contortionist in Hollywood. She's oh, in a lot of movies. movies yeah. And then um, their wow. older sister is a designer and an actress. And like they had all these crazy animals at their house. That's and I would go over crazy. there and <laughs> we'd hang out with like their emu. They had an emu and they had two monkeys, wow. fang-toothed monkeys that were like really scary. Uh-huh. Um, a <laughs> lot of chickens <laughs> right. and two dogs and uh-huh. a parrot. <laughs> It sounds like the and Amazon just, rainforest. It was like they just collected animals yeah. and they had like two goats that the were just Amazon wandering around. The Amazon of the Hollywood Hills. The yeah, Amazon and they had like the a Hollywood huge Hills, trampoline yeah. and a giant treehouse that like you could swing from and land in a giant net. And they just had, their house was like designed to look kind of like a castle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a really crazy house and, wow. and they were really kind of fun neighbors to have and they always had the coolest toys mm-hmm. growing up. Like just... They would always get the latest, coolest, newest toys. <laughs> Somehow they crazy. managed to just get stuff. I think <laughs> yeah. it was because they did a lot of, I don't know, maybe commercials or maybe it was their aunt. Their aunt was like in the circus, not aunt, their grandma. So their grandmother yeah. of their dad, the mother of the dad was, she was like in vaudeville and she was also in a circus performer. I think she was a, an acrobat. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then their dad, like he was an actor growing up. So they just had all kinds of people in and out of their house and all kinds of stuff going on there. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And we would spend our days going snail hunting in the canyon around my house because nice. we lived like <laughs> in the hills. And so it was a weird cool. sort of combination of like actors and, and Hollywood people, but also like nature and trees and sort of oh, hillside wonderful. canyon region. That sounds and fantastic. 
I grew up, I didn't see any tarantulas, but there had been scorpions in our house. There had been centipedes, mm -hmm. a lot of centipedes. That mm -hmm. was a real fear factor for me. And then, and we would go snail hunting. We would snail hunt in the, in the canyon and collect snails in these jars. And we would build forts in, in like, you know, kind of these foresty areas that we would find. And then we would steal oranges from people's backyards. And we would also spy on Slash from Guns N' Roses who lived down the street. Ooh, wow. All <laughs> we would right, see him right. getting in and out of his van. <laughs> Me and another neighbor, my friend Casey, lived across the canyon. And I used to be able to call to her from my house, mm -hmm. like just across the canyon, like with my voice. So I'd be like yelling right. across from my deck to her backyard, Casey! <laughs> and then La Larry from Perfect Strangers. I don't know if you remember that show from the 80s and 90s. Uh -huh. uh, TV show. I don't it's think a TV so. show. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know how famous it was around the world, but mm -hmm. he was a neighbor and he would hear us yelling at each other and he'd go, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, God. And so I'd be like, come and meet me down by the tree or whatever. And we would go meet up and then we would go spy on Slash getting in his van. Uh -huh. Wow. <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> and like well that's la yeah it was a total la that's scene LA, and then right? like yeah. what's kind of funny and ironic is not ironic but just a coincidence is that all these years later anton would eventually get hired by slash to play on one of his albums <laughs> okay okay so how many are you in, in in the band it's just you and anton right now or how many people it well, rotates well this <laughs> year it's just me and laura because okay. we're we're married so um uh -huh. we uh when 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 the pandemic hit we were quarantined together and so um we've been doing the the band mm -hmm. we've been doing shows every monday night just the two of us cool yeah. i saw that on, on 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 the web you were doing live sessions live stream yeah right? that's right yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the show is called parlor shift we just do it you know on Facebook. awesome yeah i saw a couple of videos on um on it's YouTube. on youtube facebook and twitch nice twitch all right cool. it, it, it's just casting simultaneously on yeah. all of them yeah 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 sounds awesome so I've never been to the mm -hmm. to the West Coast. I've been to the East Coast, you know, New York. Uh, yeah. So I definitely want to visit the LA and Los Angeles, California. Did you go to you New know. York when you went to yeah, the East yeah. Coast? Yeah, yeah. I, that's uh, the best. Absolutely, that's, yeah. New York. Yeah, is, that's hard to beat. Awesome. Yeah. That's the best city in the U.S. For in my sure, opinion. yeah. My yeah. younger brothers live there currently. Cool. So what's going on in LA right now? I've, I've heard that people are leaving LA is that true comedians for example I've oh, heard of a I couple don't know. Of comedians I really don't know about all that my brother leaving LA? my <laughs> older brother Brent who's a comedian he still lives in LA and uh, I mean uh -huh. he had moved to the Bay Area for a long time because all my all three of my brothers went to college up here um, at UC Berkeley so they were all living in the Bay Area when I first moved out here and then they eventually Brent my the comedian moved back down to LA because all the comedians in the Bay area seemed to be going to LA. Yeah. And there was just the whole crew of comedians that my brother sort of came up with. None of them pretty much live here anymore, um, mm -hmm. except for maybe one or two, but, mm -hmm. um, there was just like this really cool, fun comedy scene that was going on when my brother was here like 10 yeah, years sure, ago. Sure. Well, maybe eight years ago. 
And then they, I all, yeah, either moved to LA or New York. I, I don't know if, I mean, I know there's a lot of comedians still in LA. I don't know about a migration happening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out of LA. I mean, it could be true. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, taxes or traffic, you know, people complaining about traffic. Of traffic. Yeah. Traffic. Well, yeah. Tra it's notorious for traffic. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there's traffic everywhere. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I That's guess the true, traffic yeah. in L.A. is bad. Yeah. But the thing was, was when I was growing up there and living there for the earlier part of my 20s, um, I uh, my experience with with traffic, I think, was a lot worse than other people's because I didn't have air conditioning in my car. And if Ooh. you don't have that in All L.A., right. it's just terrible Like because yeah. it, yeah. it's so hot and um, it gets really hot there. And when you're stuck in the traffic, it's just, there's no way out of it. <laughs> But, um, I think if I had had air conditioning, I don't think it would have been that much worse than anywhere else that has traffic. Yeah. You know, LA is a great place to live if you're like working in, um, the cre creative industry. Yeah. Yeah. But it, 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 there's, it's not like the kind of paradise that, I don't know. I think Northern California is a, like a nicer weather and mm -hmm, nicer. Mm -hmm. There's trees and stuff. Mm -hmm. LA is more in the desert, so it's, it's not as pretty. I definitely well, want to go are, to though. California. But there's a lot They of traffic. There, there's a lot of things that are hard about living in LA. That yeah. yeah, you kind of do need a car to be down there. That's the main thing. Sure, sure. Maybe that's pretty why. much in the whole U.S. Right. Oh, I was going to say maybe that's why you associate it, maybe why people associate it with traffic is because there's not a lot of public transport. Yeah, yeah. But what were you going to say? So, no, I was I was thinking, you know, growing up in, 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 in L.A., you know, uh, was music something that you always knew that you wanted to do for the rest of your life or what instrument did you start playing? Um, I can answer first, I guess. Uh, I My mom started me on piano when I was really little, uh, which I mm -hmm. eventually stopped when I was around five, probably, because I didn't like it very much at first. But um, I always sang as long as I can remember. I mean, I always liked singing. I didn't know I was going to be a singer one day, but um, I think it hit me for the first time when I was around 19 and I had played my first show. It was at the California mm -hmm. Institute of Abnormal Arts in L.A., Abnormal which was Arts? like this really weird <laughs> uh, club all in right. the valley um, that had like a dead clown and a glass coffin in there and all these other weird things. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, after that first show, I was hooked. I was like, this is what I want to do forever. Cool. But um, I yeah, I started playing guitar when I was around 17. So I started pretty late in terms of like getting to know my instrument and stuff but mm -hmm. but music was always part of my life um anton oh i have a crazy like <coughs> relationship with music because uh my parents are both professional musicians okay and uh they start they got me lessons when i was when i was five and mm -hmm. <laughs> piano lessons and then i switched to violin when i was eight um But I didn't want to be, I didn't want to do, be a, be a professional musician for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then eventually I just couldn't help it. And I just, my it whole just life happens. is music now. I do, uh, I write music for, I produce other artists and I write music for film and TV stuff. Okay. All right. And it's, it's wow. great. It's super fun. Yeah. I love it. So I'm. Sounds awesome. So you play the well, violin, right? And. 
piano? Violin, well, violin was my second instrument. Piano was mm-hmm. my first instrument. Uh, but yeah, violin, uh, violin got me a lot of work for a long time. I was a professional really? violin player for oh. a long time. The violin, oh, cool. Were you were you uh, actually good at school? I was. <laughs> yeah. Or were I you did, off sensitive? Mm, I wasn't too good. I was pretty good in elementary school. <laughs> okay in junior high, terrible in high school, and then <laughs> I became really good in college. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I yeah, I went through a lot of different phases. Yeah. Yeah, so it's amazing, you know, all your stories growing up in in LA uh you know, you might have gotten a lot of inspiration, you know. Uh what what's kind of the vision behind your art you know can you can you explain uh the the, the world the universe of foxtails sure. brigade where, where does your inspiration well, come um, from it's been an evolutionary kind of process of inspiration because foxtails brigade has been around now for a while mm-hmm. um it started off as my solo project and the name Foxtails Brigade comes from one of the first songs I wrote, which was called Foxtails Brigade. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not really available anywhere except on a seven inch record that we still have copies of, but it won't be around after that sells out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that came from a poem I wrote when I was around 17. And um, okay. that was largely inspired by like, well, this band that I was really obsessed with called Fawn Fables, and mm-hmm. they were just really aligned with the stuff that I was into at that time, which was very much about kind of loss of innocence and dark fairy tales and uh-huh. oh, just cool. the world of fairy tales and magic right. and things like that and kind of the underlying themes that go along with that. Uh-huh. And for a really long time, I think that was where a lot of my inspiration came from for you, writing the you, songs. You were into that? Um, <clears throat> um and sort of the mystery that lies beyond the veil, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I still get inspiration from a lot of that sort of stuff. But um, but I think it's definitely changed over the years into a lot more sort of disappointment and <laughs> general defeatism <laughs> or being feel, feelings of being defeated has been a large yeah. part of the inspiration behind a lot of the, the songs that mm-hmm. have come out in the more recent um, albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. becoming adults so but you know <laughs> it's always changing i mean it's just whenever inspiration strikes i just try to take it when it comes you know and i also try to manifest it on my own but mm-hmm. i don't know lately i've had some ideas about writing songs about vampires, <laughs> vampires. I, think I have a bunch i was thinking about doing a collection of songs that were just based on uh-huh. cool. on vampire lore and vampire lifestyles yeah what yeah. vampires yeah nice. mm-hmm cool i like that <laughs> <laughs> what would you say was like the moment in your career when 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 you when you when you had your your big break so to say you know there is always like a moment yeah you know, we like, haven't had that moment yet <laughs> still waiting for that one <laughs> okay. but we're, we'd love for really? it to happen I we've kind of so. taken the slow slower route of like kind of slowly just building up fans and <laughs> not by choice but 
<laughs> no, I mean, that I'm Laura happy would that... love to have an overnight. Well, I would love to have a break, hit. as they say. We yeah. did have one, yeah. which was uh, La Vie en Rose, when La Vie en Rose suddenly went viral on YouTube. Well, yeah. that was not really for Foxtails Brigade. That wasn't like a Foxtails Brigade break. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so that was a jazz song. And, but we have it, a different project. It did get us a, a lot more followers. Okay, cool. Yeah, we have a we have a side project called Laura and Anton, which is like a French cafe and jazz sort of sounding thing. Okay, okay, cool. And there is something I really love about your music, and it's actually the sound, the production. So I read that Jeff Salzman was the producer of one of your albums. Is he the producer of of all your music? Oh uh, no, he just produced one album, which is the self titled 2016 Foxtails Brigade album. The new, LP. all the new stuff we just do at home. Yeah, Anton produced okay. all that. Anton, yeah. you are the producer. Okay. Like yeah. the newest songs. Awesome. Give me a sign and hurry yeah. up, John, what you were playing mm -hmm. earlier. I, I produce other artists. We do that too. from home. Uh, I, nice. I'm I am a producer, so yeah. You are yeah. a producer. Yeah. Professional producer. Awesome. Did you learn that by yourself? Did you go to um, college? YouTube University. <laughs> Just YouTube University. <laughs> Just YouTube. All right, cool. I'm practice. also learning a lot on YouTube yeah, right now. Cool. Yeah, I have a MIDI keyboard, uh, nice. a drone, and, and my laptop. Cool. And, and you must have a microphone since we're talking to you. Yeah, <laughs> and a microphone. I'm, I'm making music. I'm a bassist, you know. I played bass guitar when nice. I was in Germany. I lived in Germany for for a long time. What part? Uh, in uh, Bielefeld. It was a small city. I also lived in Hamburg for a while mm. and spent a couple of months in mm. Berlin. Nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, cool. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I got I've got Germanized in a way, you know. So when you live in Germany, it's mm -hmm. very cold in winter. So you, you kind of mm -hmm. want l to live in a in a in a tropical country, you know. That's why when I came back to Ecuador, I decided no, I don't, don't want to live in a big city, you know. I want to live in the rainforest, you know. And I came here, and that was yeah. five yeah. years ago. Awesome. <laughs> I've never I've never left mm -hmm. here. That's the reason why it ended up here. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, I got to tell you that um, all the gear that you said you have, you got everything you need. You you can make awesome recordings yeah. from from that stuff. You don't need anything else. Yeah. A laptop, a, computer, a microphone. I, guess. I assume you must have a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Computer, <laughs> microphone, yep. uh, MIDI keyboard. So you're good. And, you're all set. And my drone. <laughs> yeah, I'm all set now. Yeah, Nice. <laughs> For yeah. the videos, yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to make videos these days. It's not just music. We, we gotta make videos, absolutely, yeah, with a lot of filters, you know, <laughs> crazy filters. Uh, all right. So I also think that your music sounds very, you know, sincere, honest, transparent. So I'm always wondering, like, if you're an artist, a writer, is it a difficult process to? to to write all that music or is it more like a cathartic kind of um, thing um i don't think it's diff it, what's difficult sometimes is just having i mean writing the lyrics in general like i i'm not i'm not very good at just spitting out lyrics on the spot i mean sometimes <laughs> i can be it depends but mm -hmm. um You're pretty good but i feel like my favorite songs that i or the ones that i feel like are really speaking to something that has for me meant the most i guess mm -hmm. are the ones that i probably had to meditate on and think about for a really long time um 
But in terms of being able to just be honest, I don't, I think that music is the easiest way to do that because it's a medium that I feel comfortable in expressing myself Mm -hmm. versus like trying to put things into just prose or words, you know, when I'm speaking. Yeah can be more challenging I feel like than being able to just say something in, in, in the form of a song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I have a really hard time when people ask me like, what do these lyrics mean? Because that must be a hard question. I feel question. like yeah. they're in the meaning is in the lyrics. So <laughs> look at yeah. the lyrics for the meaning, not to <laughs> me putting them in other words. Cause that was me putting my me, you know, my intention, all of my intention into those specific words, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Your EP, Give Me a Sign, is, is out now. Can can we talk a little bit about it? Uh, how did you come up with the idea for for that name? Are, are there any cool well, stories behind the album? Well, one thing that I want to explain, I want to explain uh-huh. something right now. Um, what we're doing right now is we're releasing new singles every month. Uh-huh. And um, what we're basically, the Give Me a Sign EP is is kind of an EP, It's but it's also just like Give Me a Sign, which is the new single, with all the old singles as the other tracks. And we, we have uh-huh. a newer one now that's Control, and the second track on that is Give Me a Sign, and oh, then the, okay. uh, the rest of the tracks are all the other tracks. It's just kind of like basically um, a way, a way for people who just discovered us for the first time to hear uh-huh, more uh-huh. than one song when they when they listen to our new single. Oh, I got it. I got it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, to add to that, um, I will say, like in the past, when we've released entire albums, um, for example, the 2016 self-titled LP that was produced by Jeff Saltzman. Mm-hmm. Um, the traditional way of releasing an album would usually be to choose one or two songs that would be the single and that you would push those songs really hard and they would get all the attention and um, who knows if the other songs would ever get listened to. (laughs) I mean, the hope is that your album would go platinum or whatever, that you'd sell a ton of copies and people would listen to everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for us, that's just not how it worked, unfortunately. And I felt like after that came out a little bit, bummed that some of the songs that were really close to my heart (laughs) Uh really fell by the wayside I feel like they just did not get listened to very much or you Mm -hmm. know in terms of seeing how they did online like on Spotify or whatever where you can Mm -hmm. see the numbers there were certain songs that were my personal favorites that almost nobody listened to they would listen to the singles something burning yeah yeah numbers Uh, so I you might want to check on that okay what so I get it. It's an interesting way to do that because now now I'm checking in on, on Spotify. You started in 2020 with Hurry Up John. It has yeah. three tracks. So and this way GBS is has a way tracks. for us to like promote each song and actually yeah. feel like maybe they okay. each song has a shot of getting listened to, you cool. know, and not just falling by the wayside. <laughs> Because for us, it's harder. You know, we don't really have like a huge team of people behind us Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doing all the different things that like a record label would do or it's just us. And so we have to kind of think of ways to, you know, 
make sure that the work we're doing is somehow going to get heard. (laughs) So, you know, this is a new way and we're trying and it seems like it's working kind of all right. So, well, at least we're going to keep doing it. At least every time something comes out, you get a little bump. So in in terms of people listening, so Mm -hmm. we get a little bump. So it's definitely better than just releasing one thing and getting one bump. We're getting a bump for every song. And I will say this, like, so, so for example, the, the, you asked about, give me a sign. Why is that EP called that or whatever? Mm -hmm. Well, we, we are tying all these songs together. There is like a link between them. They're not just singles that are coincidentally coming out on these EPs because there's going to be an end to that. Like in in other words, Mm -hmm. we have a certain collection of songs that we're going to release as singles and then they will all eventually become one album. Mm -hmm. And they do fit together in a specific way. And mm-hmm. so it's not just random. Um, you're just getting it one piece okay. at a time. Yeah, you're getting right? it one piece at a time. But yeah. uh, like each of the songs in a way could be a title track to the album. Nice. I got it. <laughs> if it's that a, makes sense. Yeah, it's like um, a really cool technique. So <laughs> like, Spotify but, And then there's going to be a point where we have new themes or like new songs that are maybe not as easily able to fit into that yeah. sort of concept (laughs) album if you will Mm -hmm. and those will have a new album you know and then who knows what we'll do like maybe we'll release them in a different kind of way but um Mm -hmm. but yeah that's kind of what's happening right now with these current monthly releases is they are they do all fit together in a in a way monthly releases (laughs) sounds pretty cool yeah now your your sound has also changed over the time I mean, I, I can hear some electronic sounds now. 80, oh, yeah. 80 sounds, new wave, in some tracks. Can we, um, can we maybe talk a little bit about that? You know, a little bit. Can we get into your tracks a little bit more, break them down a little bit? Well, yeah. I mean, I've always listened to. I mean, I've, I've, you know, grew up listening and was influenced very much by like bands like. Depeche Mode and the Smiths and I think nice. that was just kind of seeping its way yeah. eventually into the sound that we were doing but I also I, these songs mm-hmm. we were just trying different things on the production we really liked a lot of these keep these synth sounds that we found mm-hmm. for them and felt like they really yeah. fit the vibe of the song um, however there might be an, another version of for example Slave is one that I I'd imagine you're probably thinking is that, One of the more the 80s sound, sounding yeah, yeah, 80s yeah. stuff. Yeah. Slave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slave. Slave? Let, let's analyze that sound, okay? So it's yeah. a podcast. People should okay. learn something here. So maybe we can analyze that song. We can talk a little bit about the form, melody, melody sure. harmony, the g- you know, <laughs> orchestration. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The guitar and vocals came first for that song and the lyrics. Um, and... I knew that I didn't want it to just be guitar and voice like that. That did not seem to represent the feeling or the vibe of the song at all. I just needed that as my skeleton, mm-hmm. but I knew immediately that we want, I wanted to have synths on it and mm-hmm. probably electric guitar. So Anton, take it from there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, I can tell you things like, this uh, the uh, the the synth that opens the track is yeah. uh, it's an it's it's an FM8 patch. FM8 is a plugin from uh-huh. Native Instruments. Yeah. Okay, cool. um, 
That's what see, I want to hear. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and and that's ba- that's based on like uh, FM synthesis is kind of a very '80s style of very popular synthesis in the yeah, '80s. Yeah, yeah. And um, we had we have things like. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Another thing on that track. I wish I had the sounds with me right now. I don't have them with me, but there's a mm-hmm. there's a sound that goes ah ah. And what that is is I took Laura's voice, I cut out her voice, oh, nice. and I um I played it up high with a ton of reverb. I mm-hmm. I, I mapped it so to a keyboard. I sampled a piece of her vo- voice. I yeah, mapped it cool. to a keyboard and Sampling. played it as an instrument up high. Da da, and I used it on um like and one. So the as a one, pickup to the verse. Yeah, as a pickup and a downbeat, and it, and it, and it basically functions as a crash symbol. Uh-huh. Um, cool. like, like a transition. Anytime, yeah, anytime yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like a lot of times when you have a crash symbol, you you put that at the beginning of the verse or at the beginning of a new section. I was trying to not have to have crashes, so I I tried doing it with just yeah. this vocal sample and a ton of reverb on her voice. Cool. That sounds oh, really cool. Yeah, and a ton of reverb on it. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's one of the more fun sounds. Mm-hmm. But my, so the nylon, I play nylon guitar and that's, okay. you'll find that in every song. Laura, uh-huh. Laura, you have it right there. You want to play, just show us what it sounds like. Yeah. Sure. So Please. like yeah. the main cool. riff that I started with on that song was. Nylon guitar. Cool. I guess I can play it for you. I don't know if you can hear this. Can you hear that? Yeah. 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 Okay. So. Yeah. So that was um, probably the first thing that came. No, that came after the. the I think oh. the idea for the oh, song yeah. came. Oh yeah, this one. The lyrics came first. The lyrics might have come the, first. You wrote the whole lyrics, and then we came up Not with the, the whole lyrics. Almost, but yeah, like. <laughs> um, but the idea for it, and then that that guitar riff came. I knew I wanted to use it somehow, but I I think that the thing that we needed to have in all of our recordings in order to kind of unify because. Mm-hmm that was such a departure from our typical or from our sound in general, as people had come to know it, okay. um, was that we needed to have my guitar, my nylon guitar being everything. Uh-huh. So you will hear that <laughs> in every recording yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nylon guitar. Cool. Even it, <laughs> like as far away from the original Foxtails brigade sound as it might seem we've come. Uh-huh. That will always be an element. Yeah, that's one thing that we learned from Jeff Saltzman is that it's important for a band to have a sound, and so you you find these these things that are on every track. Like when on that album, part of the sound of that album was we had this windy toy. Yeah, it's like sound, yeah. and it was on every track, like uh, clockwork kind of yeah. clicks and clanks. Uh-huh. And, and I try to use that a lot. And uh, and and Ben Laura's guitar is her signature thing. Like she's uh-huh. all we, you always hear. This good, this yeah, nylon yeah, guitar yeah, yeah, on yeah. there. Well, that, that's the that's thing that's true. been that's in true, everything yeah. from, from the beginning. Yeah, that's true. So I feel that's like true. we kind of have to have it in everything. Cool. Yeah, we tried doing a track um, where we where Laura played electric guitar, and it just wasn't the same. It, uh-huh, uh-huh. it didn't work. <laughs> I might play. I mean, I might record electric guitar on some stuff, but that doesn't mean uh-huh. we are not going to also have nylon. <laughs> that's right. awesome. <clears throat> right. That's awesome. You know, that's true. Um, Sampling sounds. Oh yeah, right? it's it's really cool. I'm I'm also kind of you know experimenting now, and I'm thinking of you know mm-hmm. starting sampling nature's nature sounds. You know, yeah, yeah, that's cool. you yeah. gotta do that, man. That's gonna be sure. Yeah, I just gotta go outside. You know, oh man, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and and I can hear a lot of 
a lot of I have a friend who um, he does a lot of sound design and and uh, like recording like field recording stuff. Uh-huh. His name's uh, his name's uh, Chris Flieger. He goes by Cool. He has like a a, a sound slash music project called Cooling Prongs. Uh-huh. And I also have a podcast called Totally Tell Me, which is like I do it with our drummer Dominic, and we just oh, really? talk about movies and we have guests on every time. Our oh, last cool. episode had that that guy Chris on it, uh-huh. and he was telling us about how he had recently done a crazy field recording uh-huh. where he miked the inside of a dead deer's brain what? being eaten by maggots <laughs> wow really so he sampled the sound of maggots eating a dead deer's brain wow that and it sounded crazy unbelievable. <laughs> he played it um yeah oh nice not on the show nice. but he played it for me after <laughs> really uh because wow. he doesn't want people to steal it no it was just like we just he didn't it wasn't available at the time but like uh-huh. anyway it was just cool wow oh, that's <laughs> that but he does a lot of weird cool stuff like that mm-hmm. and i think yeah i, I don't know yeah. what kind of mic one needs to have in order to capture yeah, sure. those kinds of sounds but probably contact mic for that yeah mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. like i imagine being in the amazon you could get some really absolutely. amazing absolutely crazy stuff yeah. <laughs> i can't wait can't wait to hear what you come out with <laughs> yeah a lot of weird stuff coming out <laughs> i love that there's there's so much you can oh, do yeah. nowadays right mm-hmm. you just need a cell phone yeah, I mean, like I heard, like Kanye West's new album was mostly done on a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, you see. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to do it all like on that. my cell phone these days. <laughs> I don't know how old are you guys, but you know, I grew up in yeah, the nineties. Yeah, we did. Kind of. All right, you did too. Well, so it's uh, it's crazy, right? And I think I talk about this about this in every episode, you know, but uh, life before the internet and after totally. the internet, you know, it's just so different, you know. Totally, and it's a it's it's a great time to be yeah. uh, to be creative, like yeah, we have like, the tools that we have now. Sure, yeah, are so powerful. I mean, we can basically make anything. Yeah, we can. A, we yeah, can be with producers a <laughs> with a phone. And I love your videos, by the way. Who, who's who's responsible for for the concepts? Uh, the concept of your visuals and I. I watch your yeah. video. We are not yourselves um, today. Yeah, so Thank we you. work with the director on that one. Well, cool. our director for that was our drummer, Dominic Mercurio. And so he really had the vision for that in terms of like the concept and storyline and and the direction. And I got to do the art directing on it. So I did all the oh, like cool. set designs and props and makeup and costumes mm-hmm. and hair and stuff. Wow, that sounds like um, a lot of fun. And that was shot in our house pretty oh, much okay. <laughs> where we live in Oakland. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we had a really great team of people on board for that video. Um, so Dominic directed it and then his good friend, um, was our director of photography, Matt Rome, who like kind of got all the lighting together and Mm -hmm. it just was a labor of love and we got to make a really great video and we had a lot of good people involved, like talented people who were willing to basically work for nothing. And it was just Mm -hmm. a gift. I love yeah, it. And so even, really even nice so, it was still expensive. So right. film, film, doing a doing a, a a high budget or sorry, doing like a high production video is uh-huh. expensive. Yeah, it's a big project, and you yeah, need to yeah. have a lot of people who really know what they're doing yeah. like lighting you need you need to have someone that really knows lighting and knows Which lenses Matt Rome yeah. does. Yeah. so we had a director of photography so that was a there was a big group of professional 
filmmakers that mm -hmm. but even though they're mostly mm -hmm. like basically working for nothing it still cost i mean it was well compared to some videos it was very little we spent like what five thousand dollars on it total uh, yeah but and that's like, that's completely just from from now that's 5, like we can't afford to do that really ever again mm -hmm. so well eventually i mean unless we get unless we hit it big but uh so yeah <laughs> but i think that that um you know i was talking about we were talking about how music you can kind of do anything with the cell phone and i think film yeah, yeah. there's still a lot it's still hard to get great stuff if you need to have some you probably need some lights or sure. i don't know you can yeah, do a sure. lot with, absolutely for yeah. free yeah um yeah. But uh, I don't know. We're trying to. We made another video figure since then. It, learn, get better at doing it mm -hmm. ourselves, so we don't have mm -hmm. to spend five thousand dollars for every yeah, video. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot well, of money. how much? So we made our, that my favorite things video. I don't know if you saw that one. We also shot that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Too. We shot that one in our house. That was directed oh, okay. by Anton, uh -huh. and I did the art di direction on oh, that one too. Nice. Um, I love it. Yeah. And we that had a, one we did not yeah so we didn't like hire a huge crew we just we had, had we had one professional one professional which was our mm -hmm. cinematographer our director for photography yeah one professional. and then we also rented some like fancy gear mm -hmm, mm -hmm. fancy light for that yeah. but it wasn't how much it did we spend on that fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollars on that one pretty all good right, all right cool pretty good yeah pretty good. so like you see, it's but it was huh? funny because Anton like wanted to do this video idea thinking like, okay, if we can make this video and make it seem like we're in just one room and it's one continuous shot mm -hmm. where it looks like the camera is just panning in a circular motion around the room, mm -hmm. then it will be way easier than if we They're like cheaper. have cuts and cheaper thinking that that would just mm -hmm. be a way to do a cheap video. And that was actually the one thing that made the video really hard and expensive. No, not expensive. <laughs> well, not expensive, but difficult because we had to do like a lot of special effects and stuff to make it look yeah, like so that. So I, I had to learn After Effects, <laughs> yeah, after effects. Uh, which yeah. was kind of hard to learn. Yeah, I mean, uh, not that hard, though. I'm kind of learning that, too. Know, of all know, the things, a lot of video I editing. learned a lot of stuff this year. Yeah. And that was, cool. or sorry, last year. Yeah, and yeah. that was one not the hardest thing I learned, but it definitely took me a couple months to yeah, get it down. Sure, sure. Yeah, the pandemic. But right? as far as like art direction and stuff goes, I a lot of the times I'll just uh, I'll I'll go crazy like at the store. I'll go to like a really cool store like World Market or something, and I'll spend like a thousand dollars on just stuff <laughs> that I that looks cool and that I think I can use. That ha I'll have a color concept or something like that, and I'll just get stuff that's aligned with the colors, mm -hmm. and um, I just buy whatever I want, and then I'll shoot the video, and then I return all of it, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't actually have to spend money on props. Yeah. yeah. Even though yeah. I do have, I do own a lot of cool stuff, but um, that is a way to do it. <laughs> don't tell World Market. I think there's uh, yeah. So that's a trick to to lower your budget, yeah. <laughs> buy and return. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, um, listen, this uh, it was it, it was really nice talking to you. This this has been a great experience. experience. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Thank yeah. you so much for fun. having us. It was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, yeah, it was a pleasure. My pleasure. I think you definitely deserve way more attention and popularity. Is that what you want? Oh, I, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we want we want to share our music with the whole yeah. world if we can. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you're going to get some listeners in South America, you know. Uh, I have some audience here in Ecuador, Argentina. Are you? Yeah. Yep. Foxtails Brigade. Foxtails Brigade on Instagram. 
Yep. We're on Instagram, on Facebook, YouTube. Facebook, we have a website, foxtailsbrigade.com. Nice. And that has links to everything else. Yeah, and if you're interested in checking us out, go to the website, sign up for the okay. mailing list. We cool. Um, we send out uh, lots of like free things, free songs, free mm-hmm. videos, and a lot of stuff that's not available anywhere right. else. Okay. So get on the mailing list. All right, everybody, uh, go and check I it out. So so uh, that would be so cool to get to come down there someday. Yeah, sure. Sure, I have some listeners in Argentina oh, and Ecuador. Um, they have great music in yeah, Argentina. They, yeah. I've, I've had some mm-hmm. good guests from Argentina here mm-hmm. on the podcast. Can I ask how you found out about us? I'm just curious. Um, I found about you on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah, Bandcamp is is a good source cool. for, oh. for cool, fresh oh, music. I love the reviews and Bandcamp is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah? We love it. They they um they are yeah. based in in our city Oakland. Oh, yeah. are they really cool? Nice. See yourself in the future, yeah. like five years from now. It's so hard to say. <laughs> There's just in the no future. telling. Like <laughs> five years ago, I thought I would be at a certain place in time, or well, not time, but thought I would be, yeah. you know, in a different position than I'm in now. And who knows what five years from now will hold. Yeah. It's just hard to say. <laughs> yeah, sure. Would like to be touring. I would like to be touring more, though. Mm-hmm, I can say that. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love touring. I love playing sure. shows. That's like the thing that I enjoy. Yeah, playing arenas in Argentina, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, and in Ecuador. In Ecuador. Yeah, in Ecuador. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to any Latin American countries? Mexico. I've been to Mexico. I've been to um, Costa Rica, <laughs> which nice. was really cool. Um. Oh, I would like to go to Cuba. <laughs> I would love Cuba. to go to South America. I mean, I think that would be a really amazing experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, for sure. Yeah, but I, I have not been to South America. Just yeah, like, same. Yeah. Me neither. Oh, is that what you were asking? Oh me? yeah, we've been to Europe. We've, we've been, been to Europe all a lot. around Europe. Uh, Europe, okay. Yeah. We also went to Indonesia, and Laura went to uh-huh. China. I've been to, yeah, I've been, I've to, been China. to Japan. Oh, okay. All over the world. Did you yep. play there? We played, played all played these in, places. Yeah. Oh, cool. China and Japan. Okay. No, uh, no I, I played never. in Japan with. Uh, I used to be uh, in a band called Bright Eyes, and we toured all mm-hmm. around the world. Oh, cool. Anton's been in a lot more bands than yeah, me. <laughs> around the world, cool. So, what's the audience like um, in in, but yeah. in Japan, for example, <laughs> or in China? Different. Well, in China, it's very different. In Japan, mm-hmm. they're uh, they were uh, very like quiet and like they don't they don't like when you're playing, they're very respectful and quiet, and uh-huh. you think that they yeah. don't like it because they're like being so quiet. <laughs> they don't move. <laughs> but then afterwards, they go crazy. After in between songs, they go crazy. Really? Well, actually, yeah. In China, sorry, come to think of it, when I played in China, I played at these like expat clubs, so it was not really that. Chinese, you know, but I mean, actually there was just the scene in China was a very different kind of feeling, Mm -hmm. but I also played in Hong Kong apart Mm -hmm. from Beijing. So I was in Beijing and played in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is very Westernized. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. that different um, than here or Europe or something like that. But in Indonesia, it was really, really different. I have to say cool. they were really nice, but they were, it was just a very mixed crowd. There's a lot of a lot of Muslim people there, like 
you know, wearing burkas and stuff like that. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you can't really see their faces that you can't see people's expressions when they're watching you, which is something that I realize I depend on as a performer yeah, yeah. to see kind of what the connection is, how the connect, I mean, it, connections transcend, of course, yeah. appearance, like physical appearance, but when you can't see people's expression, I guess yeah, it does change things a little bit. Cause you're like, right? do they hate me or yeah. are they smiling under there or are they into <laughs> it? Um, and, I don't know. It was just kind of an interesting, it was interesting, but yeah. it was cool. I love going to, I loved going to Indonesia yeah. and then we went to Bali Indonesia. afterwards, which was heavenly. Cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> but cool. uh, so that was been, just a really cool experience. You've been all over the yeah, place. Yeah, we're lucky to have gotten to travel as yeah. much as we have and sure. play all these cool. crazy places. <clears throat> nice. Absolutely. So thank you yeah. so much for, for, for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you. <laughs> It, it was a pleasure. I, I really like your music, and I don't know. Do you want to play something? We totally could. Yeah, sure. That will be uh, awesome. I don't know if the sound's going to be perfect, some... but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, uh, what do you want to play? Um, something we practiced. Yeah. Sure. Uh, how about? Well, why don't you just do give me a sign? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, what song? We could do our, one of our newer singles, which is "Give Me a Sign." Give me a sign. All right. Okay. 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 What's that? So let's call it a day. Thank you so much for being on the on the show, and let's listen to "Give Me yeah, a Sign." Sure. Thank here, you. Here live on Ivan Cast podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> Don't you stop the fucking sky? 
amazing thank you sure thank you thank you thank you <laughs> have a great night uh, yeah you too when, uh, when is this gonna go up can i ask uh april 16th or april 17th so i will let you know and um saturday is like friday or saturday i usually up, uh, upload my oh okay my episodes great cool well, yeah. we'll, so we'll try to post it yeah cool sure for sure yeah, yeah cool Cut Chemis was last week on the show, you know? Wow. Yeah. Nice. It was unbelievable. I am a big hip-hop yeah. fan. So having him on the show was an amazing experience. Kaleta, too, you know, from Nigeria. Man. Yeah. Kaleta, he... Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, he, That's he, awesome. Thank you. He, he played with Fela Kuti, you know, in the Oh, 80s. nice. So, man. yeah, I'm really into Afrobeat, so it was... Oh, amazing. yeah, man. Fela Kuti is one of my favorites. I'm also checking my... YouTube right now, Jack Conti. He posted. He's a friend of ours, right? Really? Wow, cool. I'm a big yeah. fan of Jack yeah. Conti. He's he's a great artist, right? Wow, cool. Yeah, he's yeah. a friend of he, ours. He, nice. He's a great musician yeah. himself. I will Absolutely. say that they did help us quite a bit when yeah. they posted that, those videos, that video. He's the, uh, <laughs> owner of Patreon, right? I am. I'm on Patreon also. Nice. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. so in case Jack Conti is listening to this, hi. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.